Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the Orthodox Union, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the 29th day of the month of Thomas. Tonight will be Rosh Chodesh Menachemav and the start of the nine days. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support. To sponsor upcoming programs, please visit ou.org forward slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a dedication for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my great honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Eliezer Wolf of Bait David Highland, Lake Shul in Miami, Florida, to share the Reshizuk which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Wolf slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parak Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chafalat, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It will be followed by the Mishaberach HaCholem with a sizable pause to insert the names of the individuals for whom we are dominating for, and Rabbi Wolf will conclude with a recitation of Achenu. Zechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Wolf. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be able to participate in this with so many other people. So we are doing, we're holding in a very prominent time of the year, as Rabbi Naftali mentioned. We're in the three weeks, as it's known, and we're approaching the nine days, which is all the lead up to Tisha B'Av, which commemorates, of course, the tragic events of the destructions of the temples and other sad things in Jewish history. Now, these three weeks, which range from the fast of the 17th of Tammuz, we had a couple of weeks ago, to Tisha B'Av, coincidentally, it, it appears, is commemorates the time between the breaching of the walls of Jerusalem and then the actual destruction of the temple. However, it's not just coincidental, but there's something very remarkable or significant about three weeks. And one of the allusions to this is in the prophecy of Yirmiyahu of Jeremiah. At the very beginning of the book of Yirmiyahu, in his very first prophecy, in the first chapter, which describes how kind of fearful and humble he is to be the prophet of God, but God tells him, I will place the words into your mouth. And then God tells him that I've appointed you over the nations of the world to uproot, to crush, to destroy, to demolish all evil, all idolaters from the world. And then he asks Yirmiyahu, tell me, what do you see? And Yirmiyahu responds, I see a rod, a staff, a stick of an almond tree. And then God tells him, well, you have seen well, for I will hasten my word to accomplish it. What is going on over here? What is this vision of the almond tree? And what is God's response? So in the Hebrew, the almond tree is makal shaked. Makal means the staff, the stick, shaked. Shaked, like shkedim in modern Hebrew, means almonds. And we know that almonds typically grow much faster than any other fruit. In fact, there's a three-week period of growth from its budding to becoming a ripened almond. It takes, in fact, three weeks, which is what God tells him. The speed of the growth of the almond will be the speed to which I will take action. Action at that point was destruction of the Jews and of the temple in Jerusalem, but later action of destruction of the of the, of the enemies of the Jews, and ultimately the rebuilding of, of Jerusalem and the restoration of Jewish sovereignty. So the hint in the prophecy of Yirmiyahu is the three weeks, just like the almond stick. 
Now, you know, fine, we find a fruit that is a, a takes three weeks, but what is really a deeper connection between the growth of almonds and the prophecy of God about the final restoration and, and redemption of the Jewish people? So there's a beautiful teaching that goes as follows. I'm not sure about the botany about this, but according to the Mishnah, there are two kinds of almonds. There are one kind of almond which, when it's still unripe and small, it's a sweet fruit, and then later it ripens into a bitter fruit. Then there's the opposite, a small, unripe, bitter fruit, which later ripens, three weeks later, into a sweet fruit. Generally, they're all called shkedim, almonds, but technically, the sweet fruit which ripens into a bitter fruit is called luz, or luzin, and the bitter fruit which ripens into a sweet fruit is called the shkedim. So in our verse, the prophecy, the vision of Yirmiyahu about the shaked, the shakedim, the almond stuff, he's referring to the fruits that begin bitter but eventually turn sweet. And so there's a very powerful message and the metaphor and the prophecy that's going on over here, which is informing us of the process of the three weeks over here. Yes, overtly, in front of our eyes, this year, like all years in the past, we are leading towards doom, a time of destruction, where things got worse and worse. There was the breach of, first there was the seizure around Jerusalem, and then the breach of the walls, and then finally, whether it's the Babylonians or later the Romans, actually destroyed the temple. However, in, in the prophecy that God gives to Yirmiyahu, to Jeremiah, he's telling him that this is a vision about almonds. And almonds, we know, the Shkedim, actually sweeten over time. And the message for us during this time is, that as difficult and as painful as the galut, as the exile is right now, so many years since that destruction, we have to know that the course of history is not going down, but is going up, which means we're getting further perhaps from the times of the temple, but because we're getting closer to the time of redemption. And as dark as sometimes things appear, every time we have strength and conviction, and somewhat of Mesirat Nefesh, to hold strong, even during the most challenging moments, and to retain our Jewish identity, and recognize that God is with us no matter what, and an extra mitzvah, an extra Torah learning, an extra favor for somebody else, holding strong, making a big Kiddush Hashem, then the prophecy of the almonds is unfolding. The fruit is getting sweeter, not more bitter. And then the final restoration of the growth of those ripe fruits, of the almonds, of the promise that God gave to Yirmiyahu that he will bring destruction or elimination to all the enemies and the evil of the world and ultimately restore the glory of the Jewish people, it's actually coming nearer and closer. And we hope, in here of Yameno, as Maimonides tells us, one day when Mashiach will come, all the fast days will be turned into days of joy, days of happiness, a big yomtif. And so there's this traditional wish that Jews wish each other. Um, it's got many, many parts to it, but one of them is the blessing that you should have a fleshik at And the idea behind that is, of course, we know the tradition is um, in the nine days not to eat any meat as a sign of mourning. And then, of course, on Tishabov we don't eat at all. We fast. But the greatest blessing is to have a fleshik at to have a festive meat meal on Tishabov when Mashiach will come and the fast day will be no longer and only a time of great joy and redemption. May it happen speedily in our days. And on that note, I'm going to leave the prayers of the Elim. We're praying for all of these global issues, but of course, everything that's in your mind and your heart for those you're praying for. Chapter 20. Lam Mizmor Le David.
Chapter 23. Chapter 121. <laughs> Chapter 130. Tiena was necho kashu vois, lekoel tachanunoi. Ima voinois tishmar yom, adunai miyamoide. Ki imecho aselicho, leman tivarei. Ki visi adunai, ki sanafashi, velidvaroi hecholati. Nafshi ladunai, mishoi merim laboiker, shomerim laboiker. Yachel Yisrael el Adonai, ki im Adonai achesed, veharbei imoi fedus. Vuhu yifdes Yisrael, mikoil avoy noisov. Mishberach, healing prayer. Mishberach avoseinu, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Yaharon, David, Oshlomo. Hu yivarech, vuhu yirapei, es. Now is the time to insert, think about names you're praying for.
בעבור שמספר עולים בעבורם ונותנים לצדקה בעבורם ובשכר זה הקדוש ברוך הוא ימלא רחמים עליהם ולחלימם ולרפויסם ולחזיקם ולחייסם וישלח להם מהר הרפואה שלמה מן השמיים וכל איברים וגידיהם בתוך שאר חולי ישראל רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף ונאמר אמן The prayer of Achenu. First, English learned in Hebrew. Our brothers, the whole house of Israel, who are in distress and captivity, who wander over sea and over land, may God have mercy on them and bring them from distress to comfort, from darkness to light, from slavery to redemption, now, swiftly, and soon. And let us say, Amen. Achenu kol beis Yisrael, הנשונים בצרה ובשביה, העומדים בין בים ובין ביבשה. המקום ירחם עליהם ויציין מצרה לרווחה, ומאפלה לאורה, ומשיבוד לגאולה. השתא בעגלה ובזמן קריב, ונאמר אמן. אמן. I look forward to having you back on the program. Please, God, in the year of the Hashem and in your future, I am hungry for nuts right now. To learn more with and about Rabbi Wolf and his wonderful community, visit BDHLS for more information. That's BDHLS.org for more information. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refua for all of those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Av, at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day, Chodesh Tov.